Money Mindset I think that sounds alright Hello, this is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. And we're joined today for the second in the two episodes from Earth Capital by Richard Burrett. And we're going to talk more about the environment and how you as an individual can improve your investing. Here at Money Tips, we aim to educate and inspire better investing decisions. So today we're talking about the environment, different um, opportunities you have for envi- uh, what you can do today. And we're going to start off with talking about what what is a business? We're investing in these companies, but actually, let's actually work out what, um, yeah, Richard, what, what actually is a business? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good question. I mean, because I think the sort of nature of businesses changes uh, over time. I mean, in the, in the, in the time of my great grand parents and the past. I mean, there were a lot of um, often privately owned, family owned businesses. Um, some of them are still well-known names like Cabris or Krups, uh, yeah. who um, took a very sort of benevolent view to, um, uh, to, to the, the people who worked for them, the, to the communities in which they lived. And they often contributed back um, Really substantially to to um, to to the, the regions in which they operated. I mean, yeah. you know, companies like the Lever Brothers, which became Unilever, I mean, yeah. was set up making soap to address yeah. some of the horrendous health problems that existed at the time because yeah. people had poor hygiene. So, in a way, a lot of those early businesses had a sort of social focus that yeah. they were trying to address, but they were trying to make money at the yeah. same time. Then we went through this crazy period in in the sort of 60s and 70s um and i'm talking you know 20th century now uh where you know we 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 moved to what's often called chicago economics um yeah the sort of um leading expert of that was milton friedman who won the nobel prize for economics and, yeah. and famously said that the business of business is business yeah uh, and you know the 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 social responsibility of business was to generate profitability. Yeah, exactly. So just financial returns. So he'd yeah. lost that sort of social value yeah. element as well. Um, he and also, here in the UK, a lot of so Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan kind of use his economic theory to kind of build a lot of the kind of um, kind of the policies that we've kind of brought on as a legacy. So we're maybe moving on hopefully toward, towards something different. Um, I like to think of it like uh, there's a, um, uh, someone called Daniel Priestley, he talks about businesses that are solving meaningful problems, which I think is, mm. so, well, it's, but it's still about profit. It's, 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 it's still about actually making money. It's, it's not charity, but it's, um, I think you, you touched quite well on um, how companies in the past used to have, um, used to look after their employees and now necessarily don't. So maybe we're moving towards something different. We're, we as pension holders, so everyone, as we mentioned last time, if you're employed, you, you're now auto-enrolled into a pension. Um, and that means that you now have to look after yourself. So you, you have to look after where your money is actually going. But we're looking for, although what is, so we talk more about what is a business, but talking about what a performance. So as you're an investor, you're not expecting to get a return on that investment. What happens if you invest in something that is ethical or something really good for the, the world and the environment, but then... Do you not still expect a return on that? What do you think, Richard? 
Well, I mean, of course you do, because a business, if it doesn't generate profitability, um, will no longer remain a going concern. So there's this sort of fallacy or myth that if you do something that's socially and environmentally positive as a business, um, it will negatively impact your earnings. And and that's, I mean, frankly, it's bullshit. Uh, And uh, excuse the language, but I mean, there's copious amounts of academic and professional study which, which demonstrate that businesses who actually understand uh, the the environmental trends and social trends and manage them within their uh, business um, perform better they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're less risky um, they have less uh, sort of controversy shocks yeah. uh, they they tend to be better managers of their own resources yeah. uh, both human and natural capital and uh, as a result, they tend to be more profitable. So I, I, I think there's, there is a real fallacy now. And I think if you're looking to, um, you know, make investments in, in a business, I mean, as a backlash to the global financial crisis, um, I, I, we've seen a, an incredible movement um, around, well, what is the social purpose of, of a business? I mean, yeah. there was some work done at Harvard University um by um, Porter and Kramer that, that looked at this idea of shared value, that, that apart from creating financial value, a business should also create social value. Yeah. We've seen um, the CEO of BlackRock, Larry Fink. I mean, BlackRock is, the, I think, the largest private um, investment manager in the world. Um, they have trillions of dollars of yeah. money invested in the global economy. And he wrote to the top 500 uh, companies uh, in the world and and basically said look you've got to ask yourselves what is your social purpose uh, as as a business uh, because that's what gives you your social license to operate and make money so um, I think we need to think about profitability and and impact in in all the time and and I guess if you bring that back to us as individuals I mean you know hopefully um, you know we have some money in our wallet but do we understand how we spend it? I mean, yeah. if we, you know, if we go into a supermarket and we buy a product, do we understand how that product was made? It's you know, what what legacy it has, yeah. what was in its supply chain? Um, it's fascinating. I, I, I I'm so bad at this myself, and I don't. It's so easy for us every day to kind of consume, even like a, go and buy a bo- bottle of water, and then you kind of think, where's that? plastic bottle coming from that actually supply chain bringing it like that was actually oil made for it and then when you throw it away there's a huge kind of yeah. landfill site in the middle of the ocean which is the size of texas or something ridiculous but, like that but i think we're, away, we're, so. we're getting we're getting more and more aware of these issues and 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 uh, I, I i think you know fortunately um the young are often reminding us who've been around longer about the importance of these issues and and it's really not incompatible to um, manage those issues in a responsible way and at the same time um, you know generate financial value I mean there are I, other companies that are, say a mining company that ju- they it's easy to say that potentially one company can do get you know do well and get profits and still create good for the society but then say I'm not picking on mining companies necessarily but just take that for an example that it's almost using natural capital that they didn't necessarily you know that's that ore or whatever that is or the Mm. oil that's been in the ground that's been there for millions of years and it's they're almost extracting that and not paying anything back 
if that makes sense. It's, how does that when you've got another business that's that is doing good for society, but it's it's been measured on GDP? So they're both. It's an unfair measure. I, I, I don't know. Does that make sense? Oh no, it makes look. It makes total sense. I mean, um, you know, if you're an economist. Um, we often talk about monetary economics or financial economics or business economics. Um, but, I mean, th- there are things in economics called externalities. Uh, yeah. And externalities are things like carbon uh, and uh, pollution. And they're things that businesses create. But yeah. because they're external, uh, they don't actually get brought in to their um, balance sheet and their profit and loss account. Um, unless something really negative happens. And and so, you know, we we live in a world where we measure certain things, particularly financial things, and there are certain things that we don't measure. Um, And, and, you know, there was was a a lovely quote, if I don't know whether I can remember it, by Einstein, um, who talked about, you know, the fact that we don't measure everything that counts. And, And I think that it's so true today. I mean, and if we were really... Uh, if we really wanted to um, reduce air pollution, water pollution, um, ocean pollution, yeah, um, you know, we should make the polluters pay. Yeah, and the only that's way been done with a carbon tax in the past, which wasn't very successful. It was it was cost a huge amount of money. It wasn't actually. Well, these taxes can work. I mean, uh, as long as you use the proceeds. To yeah. actually address the issue that you're trying to tax, I think what 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 people in the street are often suspicious of is a, a government that that takes taxes in a certain yeah. area, but then you don't really know how they've spent them. Um, yeah. And that's why I just think you know, if you are spending your money, whether it's in in you know day to day consumption or or you're looking at your money in terms of investment um, or you know, looking at your money in the bank, um, you know, do you understand? how it's being used and what the impact of it that's is. That's a great point. So that definitely to sum up that last point, it's good business is good business. I think so good business is good business, I should say. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a sea change where actually now people are becoming more aware, people are more switched on. You're, the um, the consumer is much more edu- much more educated through hopefully through things like this podcast um, and my book, Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots. It's currently on Amazon. Um, so good business and it's, it's good business. So it's also um, the investor as well. So the person who's actually putting money into businesses and also employees as well. So the employer doesn't necessarily now want to work for companies that are doing bad. They would, I would like to think they have more... Um, yeah, would prefer to work for something, a company that does good. Um, but you brought on to a yeah interesting point what the person listening at home could do, the the individual. So we, we talked about life. We, you mentioned about lifestyle and the kind of the things that people can do today. So first of all, yeah, what can the, the individual do today? And also, kind of what technologies can people do going forward? And also, thirdly, Earth Capital. You, what are some of the projects that you're investing in at the moment, or what are you involved with that are actually doing? Um, kind of projects for good. Maybe you could tell me more about those, Richard. Yeah. So I mean, starting first with you know what can individuals do. I mean, um, you know, it, it's very easy to actually go on a website and work out what your carbon footprint is if you're just looking at the issue of climate change. As I've said earlier, we need to think about a broader range of things as well. But um, you know, you find for most people, it's actually um, 
you know, the energy we, we use, uh, which we can change and, and, and make it green energy. Uh, it's the way we travel around and the choices we make on, on travel. And, yeah. and there are some options, um, particularly public transport trains, etc., that are, are much uh, lower impact than, than flying. Um, we can, as, as I've said before, you know, if you do have to fly, then, then look to offset it. Um, yeah. So there, there are lots of things you can do in terms of those big impact areas. Um, in terms of uh, money and investments, I mean, um, yeah, it, it, choosing your bank. I mean, looking, yeah. looking at which banks have a better track record in, in lending money to um, positive social and environmental outcomes. Um, if you've got... Uh, investments um, you know you can look at different ISA products uh, yeah. that are managed uh, more sustainably um, you can also look at innovative ISAs uh, which enable you to um, to invest in in more directly into into specific um, projects the only thing I would say then is be really really careful because um, you're often much better off from a risk management perspective investing in something that's that's more diversified but yeah. but you know you're seeing a range of things um developing now that are offering people opportunities and and as we've discussed before that i mean the biggest thing you can do is look at your pension because that's going to grow hopefully over time yeah. and, and you know <laughs> If, if you're not expecting to draw it down until 20, 30, 40 years yeah. hence, you really need to ensure that it's being invested for the long term. Exactly. So there, there are some really good um, you know, funds and pension funds out there that offer you the opportunity to tilt your uh, pension towards companies that yeah. are um, you know, approaching the climate change transition in a more positive way. And, and away from companies who aren't. Yeah. So, I mean, there are lots of things you can do. There are also, so, yeah, you can also even like take out the ones, take out the bad companies, so to speak, and actually only invest in the the good. The good, it's, but then it's, it's it's coming down to what is good and what is bad. But so you were going to say, which I interrupted you. Well, no, um, I've just got to finally say, I mean, at Earth Capital, you know, we're a private equity company, so we, we don't typically have um, in you know, retail individual investors, but the sort of uh, entities that are investing in us are are really trying to benefit from the um, huge investment that that's coming in sustainable technologies. I mean, you know, we've got some businesses. We've got one business in the UK uh, which uh, has has made a common or garden toilet. Um, okay, but the difference is, um, it it uses one sixth of the water uh, per flush yeah. than a conventional toilet. Um, and that's important because actually in a, in a normal household, 20 to 30% of the water use of a household is flushed down the toilet. So, you know, if you're, if you're saving 80, 85% of the water f for every flush, um, that's incredible. Um, for another business, and, and that product is actually selling really well now in South Africa, where in Cape Town they've had some massive water yeah. um, scarcity issues. I mean, they only have 50 litres of water a day so a conventional toilet flushes 10 9 to 10 liters per flush so yeah. clearly 50 liters is not going to go very far in a typical family um so i, I you know the, the, there are technologies out there which address these issues we've made lots of investments in um renewable energy uh, yeah. we've made investments in energy efficiency making sure that it, you know when we 
generate energy, even if it's clean, that we use it in a far more effective way. Yeah, and there was a s- statistic from um, the Carbon Brief where the last quarter of the year, um, of this year, it's there was more energy generated from renewables than there was from oil, gas and um, coal combined, which is, that's breathtaking. Yeah. I remember 10, 20 years ago, people having this conversation, people thought that was impossible to do. So I think that was the first time, that's in the UK as well, which yeah. is... That's huge. Like that's all down to kind of new technologies coming on board. Yeah, uh, and and look, there are so many things that can be done. There's a great book called Project Drawdown, which was a project done by Paul Hawkin, which looked at um, the 100 most infa- impactful things we can do around climate change. Yeah. And, and clearly, a lot of those renewable technologies are in the in the top ten. But yeah. interestingly, other things are. I mean, um, educating uh, women. came in the top 10 because uh, the World Bank has long said, you know, if you invest a dollar in a woman's education, they tend to have better livelihoods, often have fewer children as a result and healthier lifestyles. Another one that came in the top 10 was was eating less meat and and moving towards more of a vegetable-based diet. Um, I'm a flexitarian myself, so I still eat meat, but um, far less frequently. And, And when I do eat it, I want to make sure it's good. Yeah, Mitch. sure. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, there's loads of stuff we can do. Um, so just drawing that episode, this episode to a close, we usually finish on a quote. So um, did you, is that something you, did you have a quote in mind? Um, yeah, I may, may even have two and they're sort yeah. of joined. I mean, and, and, they, and they're joined in two ways. Um, one is they're both by Frenchmen. Um, and uh, Paul Valerie was a French poet who said the trouble with our times is that the future is not what it used to be and and I think it's really important to to recognize that because we're moving into something that is different and and in everything we do and including the the way in which we invest we uh, we have to think about that and the second quote is from another Frenchman Victor Hugo um, who when he wasn't writing Les Miserables um, said there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come and I think that's um and 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 that's where we currently are with this whole sustainability movement um and the time has come and yeah this has been millennial money mindset my name's Neil Doig I'm the director of money tips and author of millennial money mindset if you want the fruits you need the roots and creator of football formation asset allocation it's a card game which will be out later this year. My aim would be to get people to buy it for Christmas. That's my kind of my long-term plan. So yeah, if you're thinking about Christmas, that would be a great present. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Please like, please subscribe, and please tell one person about Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Thanks again. Money Mindset. I think that sounds alright.